Why, hello, and thank you for choosing the Vegan Luna podcast. If you came here to listen to influencers, business owners, people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions, then you came to the right show. This show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact, whether it's the environment, whether it's for health, or whether it's for the animals. This podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Perium, for providing some of the best organic superfoods that you could find on the market, as well as Vegan Nation, who is the first ever company to create a cruelty-free currency. Hello, and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. I'm sitting here with a super, super special individual, one of my biggest heroes, uh, and he's coming from us from Florida right now, and he is a nine-year-old activist, and he is on a mission. He's focused on helping making the world better around us and a happier place for all animals, both human and non-human. His name is Vegan Evan. You guys have probably seen him. He's been all over the place, and I'm super proud for you guys to get a chance to know him. But right before we get into learning more about Vegan Evan, I have what I call my quick vegan questions. All right, so question number one. What do you think it will take to get to a vegan world? Uh, well, I think that all, all uh, it needs is for everyone to just uh, realize what animal agriculture, eating animals is causing for both the, for uh, all of them, for the planet, uh, the animals, your health, everyone around you, for everything. And I mean, uh, a lot of us are home right now because of the coronavirus, and that was originally caused by eating animals. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially you're saying as long as people understand what's happening and they're aware of what's happening, then it's going to happen because they're because the awareness will be so strong. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Great. So, question number 2. This should be an easy one, hopefully. What is your favorite animal? Well, I don't always like to pick and choose, but I do love piggies. Uh, I'd say they're my favorite. I fostered a piggy for over seven months, and uh, that piggy was awesome. LP, and their name was Little Piggy. Nice. Awesome. I think I'm with you. Um, The more I learn about them, the more time I spend with them, the more I interact with them, uh, the deeper and deeper that connection uh, with them becomes, and and they're just so innocent and lovable, and it's a shame that, that people harm them. All right, so. I love all animals. Yes, good, excellent. I knew, I had a feeling that you were going to say something like that. All right, so question number three. Who is your favorite activist or your biggest role model? Um, I know it's hard to maybe choose one, but maybe top three. Top three? That's just as hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's even harder. But I'll tell you a couple. So, uh, Corinne. Sutton, he's really cool. He's a vegan bodybuilder. My mom, she's an awesome vegan activist. And uh, our friend Annette and her son Fedgian, who's uh, one of my best friends, 
and I could uh, keep going on. Like, Killer Trachilla, who's a vegan UFC fighter. A whole bunch of cool. It's called UFC, right? Not UCF? Yeah, correct. It's U- All right. <laughs> but yeah. A whole bunch of people. Awesome. Great. So um, question number four, why do you think that eating animals caused the coronavirus? Why do you say that? Why do I say that? Well, I mean, we know that, well, we know that it started uh, from animals. It, it's what started it. It, it was something possibly uh, carried by the animals. Uh, it might've come from a bat, let's say, or People, it's just eating animals. When people ate the animals, whatever the disease was, it transferred to them, and then they got sick. They probably keep spreading it, and now it's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And I've even seen um, pictures and videos of you um, outside of the slaughterhouse with the with the pigs um, before they go inside of the slaughterhouse at the vigils and you can see the diseases on some of those animals you can see um, that they are foaming at the mouth you can see um, that they are have a lot of the feces um, surrounding them because that's what they were living in and that's where a lot of the diseases are being born uh yeah uh there's there's this one that it's a it's a slaughterhouse and they have goats and the goats came in, and there's this one goat that was on the ground. There's a couple that were on the ground dead in all the feces and poop and pee and all that stuff. But uh, there were a couple who were dead, but there was one on the ground being walked on. And first that we thought they were dead, and they weren't. They were still breathing, but hardly, and it was so sad. That's horrible. Yeah, it. Those are the things that they don't show you on TV when people are thinking about their food choices, right? They don't show yeah. what actually happens. It's up yeah, to when you see you. when you see a commercial on TV, uh, all you see is dead animals. But you just think that they're they're just things, not dead animals. You don't think about when you're eating. And, and then they're just on something and they make it look good and they make it taste good. But it's not food, it's violence. Yeah, 100%. All right, so speaking of food, what is your favorite food? The last question of the quick vegan questions. Cashew cheese quesadillas. That's my top favorite. Nice, so awesome. good. <laughs> And do you make that from home or do you buy the cashew cheese already made? Uh, no, we we make it from home. We just take the cashews, some water, and a couple seasonings. We put it together in the blender. But uh, you should always soak the cashews. Uh, that's a tip. Uh, you should always soak the cashews at least overnight, and because it gets all the impurities out and it makes it easier to blend. And then what we like to do is we like to put it in half cup and full cup portions in little baggies and freeze them. That way we can always use them. And then we just put that and then we uh, we have a, a, a blender that can heat it up, but we don't always use that. We uh, put it in the pot 
And I have one more tip. That's the reason I brought that up because if you're ever doing like a kind of creamy, gooey liquid like that, you should always boil like this much water in the pot beforehand and dump it right out right before you're putting the uh, liquid stuff in. <laughs> and then that makes it not stick or burn. Wow, great tip. Excellent. I love it. All right, awesome. So thank you so much for this quick meeting questions. That was excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am Vegan Evan. As you said, I'm nine years old. I am the youth ambassador for plantbaseddiet.org. I am a vegan rapper, and I went vegan when I was five, over 40 years ago. And my mom didn't know yet. I mean, she was already vegetarian, but she said that she wanted uh, not to raise me vegetarian. That way I could make the, my own choice, she hoped. And it would mean more to me because when, uh, even when she got bullied when she was a kid, because she went vegan when she was nine, but when she, uh, she got bullied, she knew that it was her choice and that she made the right choice. So she hoped it would be the same for me. But uh, yeah, and then, so first I decided to go pesco lacto ovo vegetarian, which means I'm a vegetarian that still ate fish, eggs, and dairy. But then uh, we learned about, but then we learned about how fish had families, friends, and feelings, just like all the other animals that I was choosing not to eat. So I stopped eating them. Uh, and then I told my grandma, how can you save bugs but still eat fish? Because my mom already had her uh, vegetarian. But then, so she stopped eating fish. And so then, when I was around five, um, on the way to school, my mom told me that she was going to try to be vegan because she watched a documentary the night before while I was asleep called Cowspiracy. And I said, I want to also. But she said, no, I don't think it's a good idea. You can't have cupcakes. You can't have pizza. And But I said, which we obviously can now. We didn't know. But, uh, but I said, no, Mommy, if the animals are being hurt and I don't need it, then I don't want it. And, and she said, uh, when you want to change, she said, when you change your mind, it'll be fine, not even if. But now we know it's definitely, we're never going to do it. We're never going to change. Yeah, speaking of that, so what, what do you think is the thing that really triggered you and made you make that decision um, to eliminate all animal products? Like, uh, what would you say was the biggest driving force? Well, uh, first and foremost, it was the animals, my love of animals. But back then, I didn't even know anything about the uh, health and the planet. It's just, I loved animals. That's all my reason was. It's because I love animals. And so what have you seen about the health implications um, from a child like yourself, I know that a lot of people bring that up and they say that it can be dangerous for a child. What have you learned about the health implications uh, from going vegan? Because I know that's a concern for some people. All right, well, uh, I think that I am in pretty good health. Uh, nothing bad with my health has ever happened to me. Uh, I don't usually get sick. Uh, I mean, and 
have a kid and it's not dangerous for me. So that's one thing I'd say. But also, I mean, it's the best thing to eat. If if uh, eating body parts of sick, dead animals is is uh, so-called healthy for kids, they think, then uh, <laughs> I don't know why they'd ever think that eating fruits and vegetables that actually have nutrients and where protein actually comes from would be, uh, I don't know why they think that would be dangerous for kids. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about what you do now um, to be active? Like, how are you helping the animals? How are you giving back? I know a lot of people, when they make a transition, um, they oftentimes get to a point where they say, you know what, I really want to help. I, I'm tired of standing back, sitting on the sidelines. I'm tired of just watching, you know, people eat animals. I want to help, you know, prevent this and help save them. So what are some of the things that you do that maybe you can inspire others? So, yeah, I love to do activism. Uh, we Activism, uh, we try to do all different kinds of activism. There's all totally different kinds and uh, because the reason we want to do all different kinds is because everyone is reached in a different way. Some people might be uh, reached by a cube, which is where people stand in a, a square holding laptops, signs, TVs, and uh, they, they have a mask on, so they're anonymous for the voiceless AV. And then there's outreachers, which are people who, when they see people looking, they walk over and they start talking to them and they give them facts. And if they sound like they're going vegan, they might give them a card. And then people, uh, they'll be struck by what, how they're treating animals on the TV, what the people to get meat. And also, like, or some people are reached by disruptions where you do just that. You disrupt the violence uh, that's happening to animals. You go into a restaurant, a store, a grocery store, uh, anything pretty much. And you just, you chant, you walk around, uh, you maybe have a bullhorn, and you just try to also catch people's attention. And yeah, or there's like, you could have a vegan podcast, like you do. Or you could uh, have a sanctuary or go to a sanctuary and donate or take photos. Or you could do an open rescue, which is you, you go and you rescue animals out of horrendous places. Or there's protests, there's vigils where you bear witness to the animals and you give them love and maybe some water when they're uh, on their way to be killed. It's, it's so sad to see the animals, but then you can take videos and spread the awareness and everything. So there's all different kinds. Can you share a little bit more about some of the organizations that you're working with, like the Million Dollar Vegan? Yes, so I am an ambassador for Million Dollar Vegan. And if everyone hasn't heard about them, first we asked the Pope if he'd go vegan for Lent. 
Uh, and if he did, we would have donated $1 million to charity or charities of his choice. And also, now, recent, more recently, we did the President Trump one, where we asked President Trump to go vegan for the month of January. And if he did, we would have donated $1 million to the veterans charity or charities of his choice. And what was his response? Did he ever respond to you guys? I've always been he curious. Respond. He didn't. But guess what? We proposed another deal like a weekend where for every person who signed up to and pledged to go vegan for the month of January, we donated $1 to a, a charity. And those the charities were two charities, Sisu, uh, and Skylands, and they were both sanctuaries. So that got to help the animals, and we got over 125,000 signups. So we raised over $125,000 uh, and gave that to the animal sanctuaries. Wow, that's amazing. Could you imagine the impact that if Trump or the Pope would have gone vegan that that would make? What kind of impact do you think that would make? Uh, I think that that wouldn't make a negative impact. It would make a positive impact. A lot of people look up to them. And I think that everyone could see, well, if they do it, so can I, right? And I think that that would have been awesome. And I think they would have been role models to a lot of people. But maybe sometime we can go back around to them with another campaign someday and get them to go vegan if they don't already come to their own senses and go vegan. Yeah, imagine imagine President Trump at a press conference during the coronavirus and saying, hey guys, you know what? We need to go vegan because this is how we're going to beat this. That'd be amazing, right? What? I said, imagine okay. if President Trump during a coronavirus press conference told the entire nation to go vegan to help prevent it. That, that would be amazing. Just imagine <laughs> the impact that would make. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome, right? All right, cool. So tell us a little bit about some of your other organizations that you, that you participated in, Ambassador. Yeah, I'm a youth ambassador for plantbased.org. Uh, I am a spokesperson uh, for solutionary species. And I'm a solutionary, which means uh, that we try our best to... Uh, to be a part of the solution and not the problem. And there, there's a whole bunch of awesome organizations that are vegan. And I could think of a couple more, but I can't think right now. <laughs> That's great. So my biggest question for you is why you're doing all this activism. Um, are you having fun? Do you enjoy it? And the reason why I ask you that before you answer is because when I started doing my activism, when I started reaching out, when I started doing the podcast and talking to people like you all over the world, um, I could just, you know, from my laptop, I can be able to talk and interview so many people. What I found is I have, that's your it's your time. I find that I have so much fun doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like, and I've lived a long, I've lived a good life so far. You know what I mean? And it's still my favorite thing to do. So tell me about why, how is it fun for you? How is it fun for me? Yeah. Well, yeah. getting to know that I change people's minds to get to help people. That's fun enough for me, but then we get to do 
uh, really fun kinds of activisms like going to veg fests or visiting animals at sanctuaries or uh, doing activism with our friends. That's just, it's awesome. And I get to learn so much and I get to teach so much. You know, I was thinking that I was watching one of your interviews that you did recently that your mom had sent me um, where you were talking to, I think he was a doctor or something, but one of the things that I realized as I was watching you speak and I was watching him talk and your mom sharing the information, I was thinking how much you're learning right now. You're learning so much stuff that as a kid, I would have, I was not learning. I'll tell you what, when I was a kid your age, I was playing video games, I was riding my bike, I was not learning and, and, and soaking up as much information in my, as my mind. By the time you're, you're older and you're adult, like you're gonna have so much information that, that not very many people are gonna have. It's gonna be, yeah. they say that with great, with great power, great knowledge comes great responsibility. You're gonna have a really cool responsibility as you grow up. I'm running for president in the U.S. in 2048. Yes, I'll be rooting for you. I'll be voting for you, and I'll, I'll help you with that campaign. Awesome. <laughs> That's so great. You've already done the math and everything. 2048 is when is when you're legal age? That is the first year that I'm legally allowed to run for president. That's awesome. Excellent. So the last thing that I want to ask you um, is, is there anything that you really want to share, like one big thing, or is there something that you want to share again uh, for the listeners? One big thing. Well, uh, I wanted to share that with the coronavirus going on, we uh, were not able to go out and do all those kinds of activism that I talked about. So what we can do is we can do online activism because so many more people are going to be bored. They're going to be online and we can do a whole bunch of cool stuff and we can build the community and we can plan for future events after this whole thing blows over. Uh, there's going to be, uh, we can do a whole bunch of cool stuff. We can make posts. We can do video calls with people. That's what we've been doing a lot. Uh, there's training sessions. We get to talk to our vegan friends, uh, try to, a whole bunch of stuff. There, we can even start our own campaigns. Like uh, some of our friends and us started a campaign called Signs for Change. And it show, it, there are these signs and it says, warning. It says COVID-19, it says, Eating animals equals COVID-19. It has the equal symbol. But that doesn't say that, like, if you eat animals, you're going to get it. It just means that that's what it originally started from. But we've been doing that. People print that out. It's in over four different languages. Uh, people print it out, and they take pictures with the sign. And... I mean, there's so much cool stuff. Also, DXC started one of those. Take a picture with the sign and you post it. And it's just, it's awesome. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I learned so much for you. I can't wait for everyone to get a chance to, all my listeners to get a chance to see you and meet you. Um, you've been a pleasure. Keep up the great work. Uh, rooting for you. And I can't wait to see you president in 2048. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting. And also make sure that you guys are subscribed because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe. And also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.